What's going on, everybody? My name is Leroy Ketchum. You're listening to the one and only Nerd Plate Podcast, the only place where you get black nerd culture from two black dudes. But today, I am here solo again because um, one black dude is currently out. Now, guys, you're going to have to um, bear with us. Um, I know we've been giving you guys a lot of good shows lately, and we have a lot of problems, but, you know, we are doing this out of the goodness of our own hearts, and we do it because we enjoy it, but sometimes uh, life life be harder uh, hmm, life be harder than Shao Kahn on the last level of Mortal Kombat, you know, sometimes life just shoulder charge you in the fucking face and beat the shit out of you, and unfortunately, you can't throw the controller of life at the fucking wall, because I think that's an allegory for death. I don't know. Not really sure about it. Don't do so. Don't suicide's not cool. Don't do it. You're hurting more than yourself. But um, you know, life just be slapping niggas in the face sometimes. So you know, we have to do a lot. We got to put up with a lot. You know, we got we still got regular jobs. We got regular families to go to. At when we get when we get done with this, um. So, guys, just bear with us. If we ever have show problems, just know we are doing everything we can. Uh, we got a a hella, a hella cool circle of other podcasters that help us out with stuff. Um, big shout out to Cole Jackson, my cousin, who comes over, who came over and um, helped us with our audio situation. So now you should hear me crystal clear. You shouldn't hear any fucking f- uh, fuzz anymore. Um, also... Um, if you want to hear my voice on another podcast on another space, that means I can talk more about I can talk about more things than video games. Um, check out the Government Name Podcast this week. Comes out today because I'm doing this show right now at 7:36 in the morning. But yeah, check out my voice on the Government Name Podcast, and they are your checks and balances of social commentary. Cole Jackson and Shogun be doing their thing. It's one of my favorite podcasts to listen to every Tuesday. But Shogun's not here this week, so I had to fill in. So, um, yeah. Uh, Rockman is not here, obviously. As you see, I'm still talking. Um, like I said, life hits you hard. So, we have other things to do. Um, big shout out to Rockman for always, you know, working hard as fuck on the episodes. Um, the man has like a thousand other projects that he's working on simultaneously, and he is just one man. And even though I tell him, you need to take a break, or maybe you should work on one. You know, that nigga got the drive of Michael Jordan and Gone and Goku, because the nigga don't stop, even though it's probably going to hurt him. So, uh, I know he's working on a very special project, um, which he still needs voice actors for, guys. If you want to be a part of some nerdy shit that, you know, is one was fun as hell for me to do. Um, if you're interested in stuff like that, if you're trying to get into voice acting, maybe, hey, hit us up at the nerdplatepodcast.com, at gmail.com, um, and, you know, send us a DM on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, anything like that. If you're interested, I know Rockman needs voice actors, and I know this project is something that he really wants to happen. Uh, so, if you're a man, woman, gender neutral, non-binary, I don't know what the terms are. But fuck it. If you want to do some voice acting work, please hit us up. He would be more than happy to have you. Now, I'm going to jump right into it because this is not going to be your normal show, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be my show. As I fuck up my audio. Um, 
So, um, I have to start with a bit of bad news, unfortunately. <clears throat> um, these, uh, people who make our lives, you know, amazing with every kind of media that they create, whether it be a video game, a TV show, a, um, some fire-ass music, comic book artists, actors, all that kind of stuff. Um, we don't celebrate them enough. And we don't really realize who we got till we lose them. So, unfortunately, uh, there's two deaths that we that I have to mention. Because one um, was not, well, I'm not going to say near and dear to my heart. One was on one of my favorite programs. So, um, Aaron Eisenberg uh, passed away September 21st. Um, he was an actor that I recognized him from as Nog on Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Uh, my mom's a huge Trekkie. So, of course, she had all the Star Treks that mattered to her. And she watched them. I really didn't have a choice. If I wanted to watch TV in the main room, we had to watch Star Trek because she wanted to watch Star Trek. It didn't translate for 24 because Jack Bauer was just fucking ridiculous. But Star Trek was something that we have learned to bond over, you know, as I have grown up. When I was a kid, didn't really appreciate it. But, you know, Star Trek is something. But... Nog, for, you know, just a little brief character background, Nog was the first Ferengi to join Starfleet. He was a recurring character, not to be confused with Quark, Quark, who was a character of the same race, but on a different Star Trek program. Um, But yes, Mr. Eisenberg worked as a professional photographer, opening his own gallery after doing many acting roles. Um... He was born with only one functioning kidney and received a a kidney transplant at the age of 17. Now, that is not the cause of his death, but I'm I'm just here to say, hey, man, thank you for all the roles that you did do. Actually, the guy was I didn't realize he was he had a pretty broad, a pretty broad, um, you know, spectrum of television acting. He was on Parker Lewis Can't Lose. He was on The Secret World of Alex Mack in 1994, uh, Brave New World. He was in The Division, not the game, the TV show. Um, he was in Amityville 4 uh, from 1989. Uh, he was also doing Star Trek Online, which has been out since, I think, 20, 2009 or 2010, one of those three. Um, he was in Star Trek Renegades, uh, which is a fan film. But, you know, just something that he might not have been the biggest actor, but he played a role in which I recognized him on. So I say happily rest in peace, Aaron Eisenberg. Also, um, a lot bigger, uh, a more recognizable name, probably uh, J. Michael Mendel, who was an Emmy Award winning animation producer uh, known for his work on The Simpsons and Rick and Morty has passed away. Um, he was one of the first people who worked, um, on Rick and Morty when it started in 2013. And I mean, he's been in the game for like 20, at least 25 years. Um, Justin Roiland put him up on, put it out on Twitter. Um, my friend, my partner and line producer, Mike Mendel has passed away. I'm devastated. My heart breaks for his family. I don't know what I'm going to do without you by, by my side. I am destroyed. So I feel that. Um, 
I can't really say that I recognize his work, but I mean, he's on The Simpsons and Rick and Morty, two of probably the biggest, you know, classic shits of um 20 whatever. It doesn't matter. The Simpsons is universally great in their in any respects, you know, even if it started back in the, when it started back in the 90s to now. Simpsons has always been one of those shows and Rick and Morty, I mean, I didn't even believe in Rick and Morty, but that shit took off like Fuck, I don't even know how to compare it. It just took the fuck off. You know, when I first saw Rick and Morty, I was like, uh, it's just another cartoon with burps and farts and shit like that. So there's no way it would last. And next thing I know, this shit has turned into, you know, the culture. So thank you, Mr. Mendel, for your work. Thank you, Mr. Eisenberg, for your work. Um, May they both rest in peace. Now, we're going to get into the normal part of the show. Where we get into some appetizers, which is, you know, where we give you some news bites and clips and such that, you know, you may need to know or you may find fucking interesting. The first being, um, what the first one I'm going to do when I was searching the interwebs for stories to talk about was, um, one that I find confusing. Um, Microsoft and Sony are going to get into the earth saving game. And for that, I have a clip. Today, both PlayStation and Xbox announced new initiatives to battle climate change. Ooh, let's start with PlayStation. Let's. The PlayStation 5 is going to have an optional setting to slash the amount of power the next generation console consumes in standby mode. Sony is working with the United Nations as part of its Playing for the Planet initiative. Now you're playing for the planet. It involves companies like PlayStation examining ways they can reduce their carbon footprint. Jim Ryan, president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment says, the next generation PlayStation console will include the possibility to suspend gameplay with much lower power consumption than PS4. If just 1 million users enable this feature, it would save equivalent to the average electricity use of 1,000 U.S. homes. And Sony has sold almost 100 million PS4s, so 1 million users is really only 1% about of the uh, Sony audience. So that's cool and all, but I wonder why the feature will be optional. Is there a downside? Why wouldn't I enable this functionality? Maybe this mode will be a more limited rest mode that can't do things like download updates while it's taking a little nap. Now, what does Xbox have planned to fight climate change? Well, IGN user Mr. Burns Returns says Xbox is the best power-saving feature. Nobody turns them on. All right, all right, settle down, everybody. That was mean and a little bit funny, but seriously, Microsoft's contribution to playing for the planet is to make 825,000 new Xbox consoles carbon neutral. These will apparently be the first carbon neutral consoles ever, but there are a bunch of unanswered questions concerning this plan. Yeah, like will these be Xbox One, Xbox One X, or next-gen Scarlet consoles? When will these be available? How can we buy them? So do you call it the X button or the cross button? That's another question that it's I have. It's not the cross box, it's the Xbox. Yeah, okay, you're right. <laughs> Japan's not gonna change my mind on that. Unfortunately, <laughs> we'll have to wait for answers to those questions. Despite the lack of clarity on these initiatives, it is easy to get behind the idea of gaming becoming more friendly to the planet. For more details on what the next-gen consoles have in store, stay tuned IGN. Well, so there you have it, guys. Um, I, I don't even know how to respond to this. I mean, good, but... uh. Uh, if you have a problem with your electricity bill, you know, turn the damn thing off. My mom, my mama, mama Ketchum was the king of turn lights off that no one's in the room because, and I quote, 
the TV don't need to see who's watching it. So, um, I mean, I'm glad for stuff like this. This is kind of stuff that I need, that we need to hear positive, you know, movement. So, saving the planet, even though this bitch is trying to kill us, um, is, is a good thing. And I do support, you know, eco-friendly techniques. So, shout out to, um, big kudos to Sony and Microsoft. Where the hell is Nintendo in this? Uh, and I'm pretty sure Rockman's burnt ears are burning right now as he's at doing his thing he's probably like somebody saying bad things about nintendo ah nerd rage and shit like that so big kudos to that um i am curious about this xbox this microsoft unit um if it's going to be the next gen system good because the way they talk about scarlet you know scarlet's supposed to be the the most advanced shit ever so it damn sure is probably gonna put out a lot of electric electric units, whatever. I don't know. I think it's joules. It's gonna put out a lot of power. So this is good. Um, on my next tip, while well, I'm in the gaming mode, Borderlands Three is 2K's fastest selling game ever, and that's not really surprising because Borderlands is fucking amazing. <coughs> um, guys, if you haven't played Borderlands, what the hell is wrong with you? You should be playing Borderlands because Borderlands is amazing. It has everything in it for everybody. Imagine playing Rick and Morty with Call of Duty and um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure type shit to happen. It's not an anime, but it's a bizarre ass adventure with a shooter like feel to it. And I mean, what the fuck? How have you not heard of Borderlands? Uh, the first Borderlands came out probably 20, I want to say 2000, pre-2010, because that was on the Xbox 360. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> that was the first um, game that came out on the 360. Again, Gearbox and 2K did a fucking wonderful thing. Okay, so for the first Borderlands, I was right, it is 2009, and we had to wait until 2012 for Borderlands 2. Uh, if you play Borderlands Legends, you know, good for you, even though uh, I don't even know how you managed. Uh, then in 2014, we got Borderlands, the pre-sequel, which Rockman proclaims was ass. I loved it. Uh, then the Telltale Games series picked it up, and they did Tales from the Borderlands that same year. Then in 2015, they realized, why not put them both in the same thing? And they, put, they made the uh, Handsome Collection. Which had Borderlands 2, Borderlands, the pre-sequel, and I don't believe it had, I don't believe it had Tales from the Borderlands in there. But that was just a way for people to get back into it. And they were already in the mood of, I think by the time that game had come out, they were already Twitter mentions of um, Borderlands 3 being worked on. And we finally got it in 2019. Thank the Christ that we got it. But, um, general... A little overview, Borderlands is a game that takes place on the planet Pandora. Pandora is supposed to be really rich with mineral wealth, leading several me- leading several mega corporations to send colony ships there to capitalize on it. But once they arrive, they find very little value outside of the undecipherable alien artifacts from a race known as the Iridians. And numerous native life forms to make it too dangerous. Many of the corporations abandon the planet, leaving behind their workforce, former prisoners coerced into their employment, who take over as much of the planet as bandits and raiders. However, a study of the alien artifacts leads to the discovery of mythical vaults filled with untold treasure and wealth. 
Corporations and military forces returned to the planet, along with a number of vault hunters to seek to find the vaults themselves. That was the Wikipedia uh, plot overview. I would I would probably do, well, it's actually very concise. I, there's no no way I could tell it better than that. But you play a vault hunter from three different well now three different sets of vault hunters. There's usually a soldier. There's a sniper. There is a gunner. There's usually an assassin, a stealth type guy. <clears throat> For my first one, I my first Borderlands experience, I think I definitely played Axton because he was a soldier and he had a turret that he could just throw the fuck out. And if I wasn't playing Axton, I was playing Zero, who came back in this one. No uh, spoiler alert, I'm sorry. But Zero makes an appearance in Borderlands 3, as does Maya. Holy shit. Um, by the time you get to Borderlands 2, I can't remember... Oh, yes, I do. Roland, I know, was one. Uh, Lilith, I cannot forget. I cannot remember the Gunzerker guy's name. It's really drawn. I'm really drawing a blank on him. Damn. Hmm. Interesting. But, yeah. So, I mean, if you haven't played Borderlands, what the fuck? Please go buy that. The DLC, that game is perfect. But, I do have another clip. Surprise. What's up, everybody? I'm Sydney Goodman, and today's fix, Borderlands 3 is smashing sales records. We have new details on the PlayStation 5, and the Emmys ignore the Game of Thrones Season 8 backlash, apparently. Roll the thing. <laughs> 2K Games says Borderlands 3 is making tons of money, super quickly. The publisher behind the first-person shooter for the apocalyptically inclined says it sold more than 5 million copies in its first five days, making it the fastest-selling game in the company's history. For a little context, that's 50% more sales than Borderlands 2 sold during the same period, and Borderlands 2 went on to sell more than 22 million units. Before launch, some fans were upset that the PC version of Borderlands 3 would be an Epic Games Store exclusive, but the game's current success seems to be fueled by the Epic Games Store. 2K put out a press release announcing the sales record, saying, quote, Borderlands 3 delivered the highest pre-order sales figure to date for a 2K title, as well as broke pre-order records with the Epic Games Store, adding that PC sales have been incredibly strong. New details are being... All right, so there you have it. 2K, um, even 2K can't outsell Borderlands. It's made by the same damn company. So, <clears throat> uh, guys, Gearbox is doing big ass things over there. Please go play Borderlands. It is amazing. I really can't hype it up enough because, oh my God, there's so much in it from the past two uh, games. It does perfect homages. It does even funnier um shit. There's an ultimate, there's a legendary weapon for everything. There's a damn, okay, there's a Batman pistol. There's a Rick and Morty pistol. There's a gun from Borderlands 2. That, um, I think it's called the Hydro Dozer or whatever. Something like that. I can't remember. But Borderlands guns is, <laughs> that's the one thing Borderlands will always have better than anybody is the level of guns. There's probably a good couple of million designs of guns that do any and everything. There's guns that shoot um, rockets. There's guns that shoot bullets. There's guns that shoot sound waves. And just uh, the RPG elements in that game are ridiculous. Now, that's an RPG I can fuck with. Because, well, not 
I don't know. It has RPG elements. I don't know. Rockman's probably burning again because he's probably getting mad at someone saying the word RPG and not mentioning something from Nintendo. But even with Borderlands, I can go to my next quick little story. Oh, God. I'm sorry, guys. My allergies are fucking up. But Gearbox um revealed on Twitter that the first uh, limited time event in Borderlands 3 will be released soon. It is called the Bloody Harvest. And guess what I got? Another clip. Sorry. run out of content in Borderlands 3, well, worry not. Gearbox has announced the details for the first Borderlands 3 limited time event, Bloody Harvest. It'll be a spooky Halloween event complete with new enemies, areas, and gear. Bloody Harvest will be one of the first of several free limited time events coming to Borderlands 3, so it's a Borderlands free event. The details were announced on the Borderlands show, Gearbox's monthly web show dedicated to all things Borderlands. So what can we expect from this event? Bloody Harvest begins once players start exploring the outer sections of the universe. Expect haunted enemies in various locations. What makes these bad guys different from the regular enemies in the game is the terror debuff, which messes with your character's vision, gun handling, accuracy, and spread. Uh, you can also earn Hectoplasm for defeating these haunted enemies. Hectoplasm is a limited time currency you can give to Maurice, a new NPC that will appear aboard Sanctuary 3. Eventually, you'll gain access to the Bloody Harvest map. Ooh, and that's not all. Expect a boss fight with Captain Haunt as the Baron of Bloody Harvest. Fun fact, Captain Haunt is the reanimated body of Captain Trant from the game's main storyline. Uh, as for new loot, you'll earn an Echo Device skin, a weapon trinket, a new skin for each Vault Hunter, plus Moses Mech and Flax Pets, and a Global Weapon skin. There's also two new guns and a shield, and anointed loot with terror-based modifiers. The Bloody Harvest event will begin sometime in October, just in time for Halloween. It's Spooktober! That enough Borderlands news for you? No? Well, how about a release date for Borderlands 2 VR? You can get your loot shooting on in virtual reality on October 22nd. Or maybe this is too much Borderlands news and you're looking for a palate cleanser. Check out our review of Untitled Goose Game, which is Okay, yeah, don't check out their review on Untitled Goose Game. No one gives. Actually, that Goose Game is really fun. Not even gonna lie. Talk about that later. <clears throat> or probably on another time. But, guys, um, Borderlands 3, just go get the damn game, please. There's no reason that I should have to explain this to you. Just go get it. Trust me, it's not like what Rockman says, you know, oh my god, um, secret of of mana and, you know, milk and honey or whatever the fuck. I don't, I don't know. He says a lot of things that I don't understand. And he says a lot of things that are, uh, that are cool for his era in gaming and they don't translate to me because I ain't playing them. But, I mean, the man legitimately got hits sometimes. Like, like 50% of the time. Other times it's just, it's hit or miss with this guy. But Borderlands is something that everybody fucking likes. Old game, old, um, old heads like it, new heads like it. So go get fucking Borderlands. <clears throat> now, on to more pressing matters. Batman related. The Batman. Jonah Hill up for the Penguin or the Riddler. Jeffrey Wright eyed for Commissioner Gordon. So you both know who those people are. Well, you should. Uh, Commissioner Gordon has been featured in almost every Batman movie, while the Penguin and the Riddler have not. The Riddler, we haven't seen a Riddler since the 90s with, um, what's his name? Jim Carrey. Yeah, that was the first guy to play. That was one of the first people I saw to play the Riddler. So, there you go. Um, for people who don't know quite who Jeffrey Wright is, Jeffrey... <clears throat> 
<coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Goodness. I'm sorry. I'm I'm really sorry, guys. My body won't let me be great. Um if you like Jeffrey Wright, um he plays in he plays Bernard in what well Westworld. Um he is in Bojack Horseman, he's in the Venture Brothers, he was on House, he was in Boycott, he was on New York Undercover back in the day. Um, recent movies, he's been in OG, The Laundromat, Goldfinch, No Time to Die, Honest Thief. Uh, he was in the Hunger Games series. Um, he was in Source Code way back in uh, 2011. Cadillac Records. Um, he played Colin Powell in W. Not in from 2008, not the new one. Well, yeah, I guess. Whatever. Um, we don't know who that is. He is the one who has been um, tapped to play Commissioner Gordon. Um, the Hollywood Reporter is the first people to report this news, and it mentions that the talks with Hill are very early, and the two sides may never reach an agreement. Um, the Variety magazine says that the film's producers have always wanted Hill for the movie, but held off on negotiations until the role of Batman was cast, which now we know is already Robin Robert Pattinson. Um, the Batman is expected to be filming by late 2019 or early 2020. Uh, the movie is set to release June 25th, 2021 and will be written and directed by Matt Reeves because, or not because the guy who he's the same guy who wrote, um, the planet of the apes movies. Um, yeah. So, uh, John Hill's already been in a Batman movie because he played, uh, the Green Lantern in the, the Lego Batman movie, which is hilarious, by the way. Um, yeah. So, guys, look out for that. We might have a Black Commissioner Gordon and a actually funny Riddler. Not to say that Jim Carrey wasn't funny, but, you know, hey. Also in Batman news, Michael Keaton's Batsuit, Jack Nicholson's Joker costume, are among prop, are, are among some props up for auction. So, Batman is celebrating his 80th anniversary. Uh, we actually just passed Batman Day, you know, a few days ago, um, which includes a very special auction um, taking place in London, September 30th through October 1. So, if you're in London, look around for this shit, featuring iconic props and costumes from the classic Batman films. According to the hosts, auction hosts uh, prop store, which is the name of the store hosting, damn thing michael keaton's bat suit from tim burton's uh 1989 film is estimated to sell for upwards of one hundred and forty eight thousand dollars. so if you got that bread go get it um batman adam the adam west and robin's oh my god adam west and burt ward's autographed metal batarang from the batman tv series it's also available catwoman um Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman, her cowl and costume components from Batman Returns in 1992 is available. Two-Faces screen-matched ringmaster top hat from Batman Forever, played by Tommy Lee Jones, is also unavailable. Like I said, Joker's costume from Batman 1989 is available. And Jim Carrey's weird-ass costume that was somehow form-fitting and yet loose as shit from the 1995 Batman Forever is also a prop. So, if you're in London, this might, or if you're not in London, you might need to go to London get this kind of stuff. I mean, who wouldn't want to own, you know, Adam West's um, Batarang or fucking 
Uh, um, what's his name? Damn, Michael Keaton's Batsuit. I mean, what the hell? Michael Keaton was probably one of the best Batman. He's not my best Batman. To me, um, say what you will, but the Dark Knight series, those are my Batman movies, man. But, no. Hey, there you go. Um, next on the docket. Uh, Supernatural, for anybody who's a fan of Supernatural. Um, Jared Pallad... I hope I'm saying this guy's name right. Padalecki to star in the Walker, Texas Ranger reboot. Yeah. Those words were just said. The original series of Walker, Texas Ranger ran on CBS for eight seasons, starring not only, but uh, Chuck fucking Norris. So, apparently that deserves a reboot. Um, it was, if you've, if you've ever seen uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, you probably lived with an older, an older grandparent, like a grandparent or a aunt or something that watched, you know, dumb TV. I like to call it dumb TV, but it was basically TV, slow TV, like no cable and shit like that. But <clears throat> if you don't know who the, um, Mr. Pad- Padalecki is. You know, he played Sam on fucking Supernatural, which Supernatural is still somehow going the fuck on. Um, He's currently doing Supernatural, which is going to wrap up its 15th season next year. Damn. So he will star as Cordell Walker. Um, He's an elite law enforcement officer in Texas who returns to his family after two years of undercover work, and he proceeds for eight seasons uh, roundhouse kicking the shit out of random villains and solving all crimes that happen in his little home of Texas. So, yeah. Uh, if you like Walker, Texas Ranger, uh, if you like Supernatural, you've found the happy medium. Fuck, I don't know. Um, next, how to train your dragon director to make a live action debut with Hasbro's Micronauts. Now, this was interesting. Uh, Micronauts was a series from Rockman's time, actually, that never made it to my time. I saw it. The only reason I saw it is because it was on, uh, what the hell? I think I've, I don't know where I've seen it from, but I do remember actually having a few Micronauts. Uh, just because by the time they got to me, they were, they were very cheap and they were just, they were, they were just awful. Um, they made an appearance in Ant-Man because there's a, like the, they're, they live in the microverse, obviously. So they made a very featured appearance in the first Ant-Man movie. Um, but how to train your dragon and Lilo and Sis director, excuse me, Dean Dubois, We'll make a live-action feature debut uh, writing and directing a Micronauts movie. Scheduled to release in summer of 2021. The Hollywood Reporter says that the movie will be released through Paramount Pictures and Hasbro's AllSpark Pictures. Dubois Dubois has professionally directed a live-action music documentary and a short film, but never a live-action narrative movie. His last 10 years have been almost exclusively writing for How to Train Your Dragon movies, from which they have their their uh, finale, not finale, um, their last film, The Hidden World, is released in February of this year, made half a billion dollars at the box office, and re- received a lot of positive reviews. So, look out for that. 
Um, the Micronauts, I think, started in the seventies, I think. But they had um, they had their comics that were, you know, their bread and butter. And by the time Marvel Cinematic Universe came around, I guess they got a fucking boom in there. Um, it was reported in 2009 that J.J. Abrams was set to produce a Micronauts movie, which eventually turned into a movie combined with Transformers, G.I. Joe, and other Hasbro properties in 2015, until somebody said in 2017 that the plans were being held off. So, look for that, too. That may also very well be a damn thing. All right. Um, working down, guys. We are running just as perfect as I wanted to be. This is going to be a pretty short show. So, Untitled Goose Game began as a work slack joke. The goose is finally loose. The game is literally called Untitled Goose Game. I'm serious. Um, was released for Nintendo Switch and PC. And a tweet that seemingly depicts how strange the stealth game is about a goose made... <laughs> how about a goose? Um, so, first of all, if you've ever... I only had, I've only seen this game on like a let's play or actually i've only seen it on promo videos and other videos about stuff so the game you play a goose right the the goose the whole idea of the goose is to fuck with this dude oh i think it's different people but they all look the same because they don't have a face but like the dude is dumb as shit and the goose the whole problem the whole goal of the goose is to sneak the fuck around and fuck with this dude by taking his shit and not getting caught so you go around steal like you steal his glasses, his pipe, or like his paper or some shit, and then you just hide in random places, and it's you know you're a goose. And the art style is really cool. <coughs> it, I mean, it's a very simple game. Um, you're trying not to get caught by the humans or whatever. You steal people's lunch and shit. Um, but yeah, you just play a goose, and whatever you want to make that entail, you play a fucking goose. And you fuck with humans, but it started apparently started out as you know a real a slack off game. Like I, I don't even know. <laughs> and apparently, it's one of the best selling shits on Nintendo Switch right now. So check out Untitled um, Untitled Fucking Goose Game. <laughs> and finally, I this wouldn't be the community that it this wouldn't be the um, podcast that it is. Without me talking about this, 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 this idiocy, but guys, if you remember, maybe, uh, I want to say about three, uh, maybe about four or five shows ago, we talked about, um, a story that came from Facebook and it was called the area 51 raid. Now, Area 51 is a very elite part of the U.S. government's, um, I don't know, installations that, you know, possibly has aliens and shit like that. But, you know, we've always wondered what's in there for good reason. You know, I, I, I've always had my doubts and shit about the government, but, um, and I'm a, I'm a pretty guy. I'm a pretty big uh, alien fan. Um, third and, uh, Third Encounters, I think it's called Third Encounters, whatever the movie, whatever the shit's called, I can't, I'm drawing a blank for that, some stupid reason, but like E.T., um, 
uh, what's the other alien movie? Fuck, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That's what the fuck it's called. Shit. Uh, the Men in Black stuff. I'm, I'm, I like to believe that aliens exist, you know, and I like to believe that our government is shady enough to hide shit from us. So, how the fuck somebody started? Uh, it started as a meme. It started as a meme, and I completely remember it because one, I, I fucks heavy with the um, Reddit's and. Shit like Reddit, Tumblr's, and um, I dabble in 4chan every now and again. But uh, it was in a Facebook event that started, I think, at the beginning of, not the beginning of last year, but in the middle of last year in 2018. And it was called, They Can't Stop All of Us, Let's Raid Area 51. That uh, That's what started this shit. So, it really fucking happened. <laughs> It was an event that got over a hundred, over two million people to sign up, and they responded as going and interested on the event's page, which even attracted more people. And it because it, it became a meme. The event was created by this dude named Maddie Roberts on June twenty seventh. Oh my God! It started this year. I thought this was something that was planned. Who confirmed the event was purely comedic and disavowed responsibility for any casualties. Um, so, you know, you know, I, we, we talked about this because it had gotten so much media hype. Um, of course the plan was, if you see the plan, if you should, if you can still Google it, you should look up the area 51 raid plan. And I mean, oh my God, it was amazing. Uh, on Reddit, they have actual diagrams about who's attacking what and, you know, just what to do. So, the Naruto runners, people who run like Naruto, were supposed to be the first lines of defense. Uh, the Kyles, we're going to go, the Kyles, if you don't know, have a monster energy buff for 10, per sec- for 10 seconds. They go berserk as shit. Um, you throw the anti-vax kids in there to take some damage. People armed with their fucking guns and shit were coming in from the sides. You got the Karens who wanted to talk to the manager. Crackheads, the rock throwers, the furries. And anybody else who fucking wanted to come, it was amazing. But it actually fucking happened. And people showed up. I watched a bit of the live stream. I think I caught, I think somebody was there. But by the time I got on there, he had been recording for about three, I think three hours. So I caught the very tail end of it. So it happened. Local governments and police um, knew this shit was going to be, knew this shit was just going to take off. And they posted up people outside the gates. Nobody got in the damn facility, obviously. Because, you know, as there should have been, military police were standing out there with dogs like they usually fucking do. So, uh, shout out to everybody who went. Y'all motherfuckers crazy as hell. Uh, Of course, the million that responded didn't show up. I think it was only about 150 people showed up. Um... Uh, big kudos to one guy though who made the news doing the Naruto run. Go find that video; it's hilarious. But um, yeah, guys, um, I don't want to say I don't I don't want to be that racist or whatever. But white people, y'all crazy as hell. Let a brother run up to a government facility where he's not supposed to be, you know, in the middle of the desert. You know, never man. I don't even have to explain that shit. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that actually happened. Kudos to everybody at, uh, 
the Area 51 raid, and they tried to bullshit it by um, throwing two music festivals out there with it. But we know the truth. Um, if you don't believe your government will murder you for trying to find out secrets and keep their nose, their keeps their image clean, please believe you are wrong. Or if you if you do believe it, please believe you're right. If you don't believe it, please believe you're wrong. So yes, um, guys, we learned a lot today. Um, go buy Borderlands. Um, somebody give me a check for two hundred thousand dollars so I can go buy some Batman stuff from good Batman movies. Um, if you like Micronauts, fucking wait. And, you know, the shit might actually get a movie. Ow. And, yeah, go buy Borderlands. That's, that's, that's really the main point of this story. Um, well, that's about as much as I can do for right now. I didn't want you guys to go all day without having some nerd news in your life. Um. so check us out. We plan to be right back on track as soon as we can, guys. Again, big shout out to my brother and homie Rockman for doing everything that he does inside and outside of the Nerdplay Studios. Um, look out, uh, visit Red Dreams Interactive for more shit on what he's doing with the Kingdom Withheld. Uh, if you want to be a voice actor, please send us an email, a tweet, a Facebook DM, an Instagram DM, or any one of those things. So, yeah, my name uh, is Leroy Ketchum. Um, Also, I do plan on streaming 2K for anybody who likes basketball and wants to see me or hear me do random talks. uh, I do plan on streaming 2K, and I am, think, going to stream some Borderlands play as soon as I get my Xbox hooked up to the Internet. And not the Internet, to YouTubes and stuff, so I can stream it. Not really a streamer. I think I proclaimed that all streamers were stupid. Um, probably at least this year, but as you can see, I'm trying to get into the streaming game. Not really, but I th- I just think it's a game that everybody should want to play. So I do plan on streaming those. So check, look out for those on our YouTube channel. Um, as always, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, the shows come out every Tuesday and Thursday, unless otherwise noted, life hits us or we fuck up or sometimes we just tired. This takes a lot, guys. Uh, I know it may sound like a low-budget podcast, but, you know, we are really doing the best we can. And we kind of just do this because it's fun. There's not really a lot of people who talk about video games the way we talk about video games. That's why I say we are one of the best um, one of the best podcasts that talks about such things. Um, and, that's, and we're not alone. You know, we do have other podcasts that we listen to that we fucks with heavy. Um, like I said, big shout out to the Government Name Podcast. Um, big shout out to Conversation Con Artist Podcast with uh, Mr. On Point and Calamity Red. <clears throat> but guys, that's that's enough. I'm pretty sure you're sick and tired of hearing from me. So, um, there's not really a lot I have to I really have to tell you. So, um, yeah, my name is Leroy Ketchum, and this has been another episode of the Nerd Plate. Y'all stick around. Oh, no, don't stick around. Fuck. Uh, Just go home. Enjoy your day, people. Don't kill nobody at work. You know what I'm saying? Peace.